0: there friends Karen Pennington here and I have just decided like just now that my mouth is like a faucet and you know like you turn on the water and it just keeps flowing unless me or someone else turns it off and yeah my husband's tried to turn off the faucet a couple times he can he can do it by saying can we have a moment of silence but if he ever tries to cut me off that flow starts running even more I'll tell you don't shush me don't shush me but uh And I'm not like, you know, one of those farmhouse faucets that's connected to a well and a drought. This well, baby, never runs dry. I talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And as I get older and as I get wiser and more mature, um, I try to discern and self-limit. And, you know, there are some things I don't need to go on and on about. There are some things, let's be honest, people don't care about. (laughs) People don't care about my walk to the store, you know. Uh, there are some opinions that I may or may not, I mean, sometimes I've decided I don't even need to have an opinion about that, but certainly a lot of opinions I don't need to share, but it's almost like my mouth is a room full of faucets. Some of them work a little better than others, uh, and some would argue that my mouth is a leaky faucet, <laughs> so, and t- speaking of a lot of words, I think you're probably done hearing about faucets, but uh it's like a leaky faucet. And I think sometimes I write, sometimes like things just come out that I'm like, why, why? Uh, have you ever kind of felt like your mouth got turned on? Somebody got you started on something and it's like, why didn't I shut it off? You know, About a past hurt that has already been covered by the blood. It's not a witness. It's just, a, oh, this horrible thing happened to me. It's about something you really, really disagree with. There are just a few hot button topics right now that if you get me started about it, I have a hard time not talking about everything that's wrong with, not so much this person. Um, it's it's easy to attack institutions and ideas and things. Then you know you're, you don't feel like you're being as unkind, you know. Um, but I was very encouraged this morning in my devotions that, indeed, there are some things you are not supposed to shut up about. There are some things you're supposed to go on and on and on and on about because God gives you permission. And of course... Christian witness is one of them, testimony is one of them, specifically talking about how good God is. Now, I don't know if there's anywhere in the Bible that says never stop telling people they're going to go to hell and they have to repent. Um, I think witness is definitely important, Um, but we need to make sure it's within the context of relationships. That's me, Karen, talking. But my devotions this morning were in Psalm 71, and here was the music to my ear, Psalm 71 15. My mouth will repeat your righteous acts and your saving deeds all day long. I don't even know how many of those there are. This is scripture, common English Bible. My mouth will repeat your righteous acts and your saving deeds all day long. I don't even know how many of those there are. I will dwell on your mighty acts, my Lord. Lord, I will help others remember nothing but your righteous deeds. Now, I'm a repeater. Because as many words as I have, I use them so much, I need to use them over and over again. I will tell a story every time I call my sister, and she'll go, you've told me that 12 times. (laughs) It was funny the first time. It was interesting the first time. Stop telling me. And I repeat and I repeat. And uh, not only are there some things that should be said, there are some things that should be repeated and repeated and repeated. And according to the Psalm 72... 71 i'm sorry according to psalm 71 there are you you don't even have to repeat necessarily a new righteous act of god because there's so many of them you'll never run out of things to talk about (laughs) that's not a problem with me i i never run out of things to talk about let me rephrase that you'll never run out of relevant important life-giving things to talk about so this needs to be on my list Let's look at the background of this. Um, it doesn't say who the psalmist is. Often we assume it's David. Now, this is somebody who talks about living a long life. Uh, this talks about somebody who's at the end of his life uh, and talks about somebody who is wants to play a harp for God later in here. So, so it could be David. Um, but it is somebody who has served God his entire life. Probably he. Probably he maybe not. Um, his or her entire life. And someone who, ironically, in this case is facing a lot of opposition, understands I've had a lot of troubles. Um, he actually says a couple of times, don't abandon me, God. This is somebody who's afraid of being abandoned by God. There's some sort of insecurity in this person who's being afraid of being abandoned by God. And then, if you look at verse 20, it says, you who have shown me many troubles and calamities will revive me once more. From the depths of the earth. This is not somebody who's on a mountain. It's someone who's calling emotionally from the depths of the earth, you will raise me up one more time. So, this person who is choosing to lift God up all day long, who's choosing to remember that God has done more good things just within their recollection than they could ever possibly share in a day or a lifetime. This is somebody who's in the depths right now. This is somebody who's facing opposition. This is somebody who's facing ridicule. This is somebody whose heyday in terms of popularity and strength is over. They're they're old, don't they? And they're actually having this insecurity of feeling abandoned. And just being honest about it, you know? They're not necessarily saying, you will abandon me. Um, I mean, have you ever as a spouse kind of been like, oh, don't leave me? (laughs) Uh, Even when you know your spouse isn't going to. and you don't um or a child uh, my <laughs> my granddaughter i'll put her down to change her diaper and because i'm not holding her she'll go come back and i'm like two feet away you know and we do that i think sometimes we're like that with god god's right there but we've been laid down for a moment so needs can be taken care of but because we don't specifically feel that touch you know i'm actually trying to take care of my granddaughter by changing her diaper walking to get her food or things like that. And sometimes in the very act of that care, the touch feels differently. And so we go, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Come back. Come back. Come back, Gam Gam. Come back, God. And there's this vulnerability, even in old age, that this person's feeling. And yet, I'm going to repeat. My mouth will repeat your righteous acts and saving deeds all day long. Didn't say my heart will feel like it. It didn't say I'm going to be in a good mood. It says my mouth is going to speak the truth no matter what my bones feel like, no matter what my muscles feel like, no matter what my own heart feels like right now. And here's the thing about worship. Here's the thing about praise. The more you say it, your emotions follow the truth. We get it so much backwards in this society, don't we? Um... (laughs) And it's, it's true, a lot of times our emotions will follow our mouth. We will start, how are you doing? Okay, how did that go? And then how did what about this? And somebody brings up something and we will follow that down a rabbit trail. And the next thing we knew, we we're like five minutes ago I felt great. Now I feel like dirt. Or vice versa. We will go into worship. And often on the days when we least want to go into worship, when we least want a Bible study, when we least want to lift up the Lord. That's when we need it most, right? Because we don't feel like it. So but then we start to worship, then we start to sing these songs, then we start to say these words, and all of a sudden our emotions will follow. You see, because our emotions are never supposed to lead us. They're never supposed to master us. They're out. Oh, they're servants. If we're feeling something, maybe we can ask ourselves why and then stand on the truth. And they're supposed to follow, you know, and, and sometimes we can't control them we can't always control feeling really cruddy today, but we can control our words. We can decide to praise the truth. We can decide to say, you know what? Right now I'm feeling old and useless and abandoned. And there's a lot of horrible stuff that's happened to me and it's coming back again. That's probably my most vulnerable prayer. When I say not again, Lord, please don't let this happen again. I don't have control over this thing. that's about to happen again. And, uh, you can take control through praise. You know, a lot of the um, battles that were won in the Old Testament that the kings had no business winning, <laughs> honestly, I don't know from an earthly standpoint, they were up against 10, 20, 30 times the army. But almost without fail, when they marched in, or even before marched in, stopped and said, God, I'm going to remember what you've done. I'm going to remember what you can do, and I'm going to ask you to do it for your glory. Hezekiah had this great prayer where he said, we have no power to face this enemy that's against us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you. God, I'm feeling abandoned. I'm feeling defeated. I see this force of enemies coming against me, and I'm vulnerable. But here's what I'm going to do. My mouth, my mouth, I'm going to turn on that faucet of Praise. I'm going to turn off that faucet of self-righteousness, of victim mentality, of critical spirit. I'm going to turn that off. I'm going to turn on that faucet of praise. And there's never going to be a reason for it to stop flowing. So that's my challenge today. Oh, I know this is going to come back at me. I'm working with kids <laughs> at a difficult environment today. A lot of difficult home lives, and it's raining. But for every reason there is for me to despair or to complain or to be critical, there are literally countless reasons to praise the Lord. So that's what my challenge is today for me and to you. Let's open up that faucet of praise. Let's open that faucet of thanksgiving and remembrance of God's goodness. Let it flood out anything negative emotions our memories are telling us let's see how our emotions follow Lord Jesus you're good you're so good and we are not denying that there are so many troubles in life we all have them it's not hard to think of them it's not hard to dwell on them Lord but today we're going to approach you as warriors and as victors not through our own power but through yours Lord May our hearts focus on you. May our hearts lean into you. May our mouths sing your praises. And Lord, I'm going to pray for me today in a secular public school environment that you may give me the words to speak you without proselytizing, but just to share your love and to speak life, Lord. And if there's a teacher that asks why, I'd be happy to tell him, you know. Um, but give me the words of life that I may praise you, Lord. In your name. Amen. Be blessed, my friends.